Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Alright, alright. Good evening and welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are doing this live on our Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and uh, a Twitter feed. So uh, I'm going to have Dane joining me on YouTube and uh, Instagram live here in just a moment. Uh, thanks so much for those of you joining in here this evening. Feel free to say hello, uh, pop into the chat. If you have any uh, questions, observations, thoughts on the Packers as training camp has gotten started, uh, we're going to get into some stuff here tonight. So, Dane, I see you're on here. Uh, welcome in. How are you doing this evening? Wags, I'm so good, man. It's good to be talking Packer football. Um, good to see you, brother. I know you just got back for some solid, um, camping and some rest and relaxation. So it's good to see you and it's good to be back, man. It's actual Packer football, right? We're, we're, we're the pads are back on. We, we debated coming on on Monday and talking, but we said, you know what? Let's wait until a couple of days of padded practice and man, Am I sure that we did? Because uh, I'm glad that we did because there's just a lot of good football already starting in Green Bay. And the season's going to come up quick, man. So we've seen a lot. I think we've got a few major talking points to talk about tonight. Uh, anybody who wants to drop chat, drop something in the chat, go for it, please. Um, but just good to be here, man. And, and, uh, we, we, we've been doing some giveaways too, Wags. Uh, can we tell our fans about some of our awesome giveaways? Yeah, I think we should, uh, before we get into tonight's content. We've done some giveaways. So, um, first of all, for those of you who've been following along, uh, we, this past week, just did, uh, tickets to family night, four tickets to family night. And, uh, we did draw and had a lucky winner. So, um, Dane, you can update everyone on the winner of that. We also have t-shirt and koozie, Lombardi's Legends t-shirt and koozie. So stay tuned for that. Um, but, uh, another giveaway from our sponsor, Leap Spirits. We'll be announcing that later in the episode for this week. So, uh, both in the episode and on social media, the big thing with the giveaways, Dane, what is it? Follow, like, and at someone in the comments when you see the post, uh, of the giveaway. We want to share this. So the more people you at, the more entries you get into that week's drawing. Uh, so we appreciate you both entering and spreading the love and sharing us with your network. So you want to get in a drawing, uh, get some free stuff. Uh, great way to do that. Just follow along Lombardi's legends on all of our social media feeds. So, uh, Dane, can you tell us a little bit about the family night giveaway and, and the lucky, uh, winner for that one? Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, you know, we, uh, the way we did it is we said, you know, like, share, comment, all these different things. And we had uh, an at uh, uh, somebody, but also at a player. And uh, we had an awesome uh, lucky winner, um, BJ. Uh, she, she, her husband, they've got a, a 12-year-old kid, very excited to be heading to family night. Uh, they assured us they'd be using all four of those tickets. Uh, and it's going to be great. I mean, for some people, this is the first up close they're going to see Jordan Love throwing a football. And that's a huge deal after... Um, uh, uh, so many years. So, uh, BJ and her family out there in Ashwaubenon, Wisconsin, 
the big lucky winners and so many people commented and, and got involved this year. So we were so happy to give it away. It's hard to, to draw and not be able to give them to everybody. But like you said, Wags, there's so many things we're giving out all year long, not just in the preseason, but during this season. So stay tuned. Tons of Lombardi's legend swag, uh, t-shirts, koozies, who knows what else uh, as the year progresses. So um, stay tuned. And uh, Wags, I think it's fair now to transition in. I mentioned Jordan Love. Shoot, man, it's J-Love time. How have you felt he's been looking at camp so far from everything that you've been able to see and from from some of your contacts and folks that you've been talking with? Yeah, I I mean, I think it's probably about what we would have expected. Uh, He's had some really good days. He's had some days where there's been some inconsistency. Now, headlines out of camp so far is that the defense has won every day. They're doing up-downs uh, with the, either the offense or defense. Uh, the loser of the day has to do either up-downs or push-ups or some type of uh, you know uh, activity at the end of practice, depending on who, quote-unquote, wins or loses the competitive periods. And so far, it's been all defense. Uh, now, Dane, I, I gotta say though, Jordan Love has had a couple of really good days. Um, or last week, um, the, I believe it was Thursday, uh, by all accounts had maybe his best practice ever, uh, as a Packer, uh, that was in front of the media. Uh, so he may have had some other big moments that the media and fans were not able to witness, but, um, and then he followed that up. He's had, uh, some okay days, um, and then a couple of days that uh, were really good. And, and honestly, the only reason the offense didn't win is maybe just some inconsistencies with the guys that are around him, some young guys. Um, I know Musgrave had an opportunity to score in the two-minute drill the other day at practice that probably would have given the offense their first win of competitive periods for a daily practice. Uh, wasn't able to stretch and get the ball over the goal line. Uh, maybe he was thinking he was uh, still on college rules and had to get his feet across uh, the plane, but that was uh, a learning lesson for the young man. And uh, uh, But by all accounts, uh, Love had a really good day. Um, another day, uh, I think not yesterday, but the day before, uh, Love had a really solid day, but it was actually the backups that kind of let the offensive uh, side of the ball down and not getting the pushing them over the top to get the quote unquote win in the competitive period. So I, I think we do want to see some more consistency, certainly. But uh, Dane, I don't know about you. I'm not terribly surprised that the defense with the talent and experience and the number of guys that they're returning um, and heck defense is usually ahead of offense anyway. Uh, so I'm not terribly shocked that by all accounts, the defense seems to be winning most of these overall battles even if Jordan Love has had some some pretty good days out there as well. Yeah, um, I'd be actually concerned if they were just torching this defense, to be honest with you. I mean, we expect um, um, learning curves, right? And we expect some, some, some uh, bumps in the road. I think we're going to see that throughout the season, too. It's just a reality of a young offensive roster. But I think this is a, a uniquely talented defense. And they've got a ton of ball hawks. They've got a lot going on. I mean, we've read it. I, I think that um, we've seen some really good pressure out of some of the younger guys. Devontae Wyatt Wags has been somebody that's looked really, really good. He's had a lot of pressure up the middle. And you can't touch the quarterbacks, right, in training camp. Uh, but you can tell when the pressure is there. And this defensive line and these pass rushers have really been able to get a lot of pressure. But 
That being said, like what I'm going to tell you and what I'm very, very excited about, about Jordan Love and about the development is his deep ball has been very, very strong. And that's something that, I mean, you can teach some stuff. Some of those deep balls, though, it's just hard to make those hits. He was not hitting some of those in previous off seasons when it was open to, to the fans and to, and to the media. He has hit on a ton of deep balls. Some of them look like they're incompletions because they were dropped, but he's had some dimes, man. Um, and that's something that we know that Jordan's got a big arm. We know that he's going to be aggressive downfield. Um, just it, it's nice to see it start to click and come to fruition. And it's not just the, the, the just quote unquote Packer media or, or, or locals. I'm saying it. I've seen some of the national narrative, which is, I think, is ready to be critical of Jordan Love and the Packers at any drop of a dime. Um, they're, they're saying, whoa, whoa, Jordan hit, you know, Christian Watson on this player. Whoa. He, you know, was over the top and he just dropped it right in the breadbasket for Jalen Reed. Like we're seeing Jordan every single day make deep throws really consistently. So yes, there's some consistency issues on other spots, but overall he's commanding the offense more. I think he's gotten better every single year. I think that um, what you can't tell is how much he's going to use his legs uh, to, to help extend the chains as well when we're playing in this kind of atmosphere. But Wags, do I expect a bit of an up and down year for Jordan? Of course, it's his first year starting in the league, but everything that we've seen in camp so far tells me that the Packers can win football games with Jordan Love. And that's a huge deal when you have the surrounding cast of a more talented, I think, defense and a young offense that's looking to gel. He's got his young weapons. He's got a defense that I think is going to be able to keep this Packers team in the game. And uh, we'll be projecting stuff all offseason, right? But right now, looking at Jordan early on in camp and with pads on, he looks the part of a guy who can start in the National Football League, and that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think one thing to keep in mind is what I'm happy to see is that the mistakes he's making are being aggressive. He's not tentative out there by all reports. And we're in camp. We want, we've got these young wide receivers that he's building rapport with. Um, he's got to, you know, get a rhythm, test what he's able to do in this offense with that big arm. And this is a time to work some of those things out. So I have no problem right now with him making some mistakes if they're aggressive physical mistakes. Um, as long as he's able to, uh, ensure that he's not making some of those boneheaded mental mistakes where he throws something out into the flat and it's, it's a gimme pick six. Those are the things that can kill you as a young quarterback, uh, with an offense that's going to be trying to find its rhythm and trying to find its footing. And by all accounts, uh, the number of those types of mistakes by Jordan has been extremely minimal. Um, and heck, he hasn't even thrown that all that many interceptions compared to what Aaron Rodgers normally threw in camp uh, as he tries to test out and see what his wide receivers can do and, and give them an opportunity to go up and catch the football. Um, you do it now, and then you don't have to learn in game situations what those guys are capable of or trying to stretch uh, what your rhythm and, and what your alignments are. So um, I think you know, I'm very encouraged as well uh, by what we're seeing and hearing about Jordan and Cam. And even if he's not perfect in, because I, 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 by all accounts, he's going to play some in preseason games. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good opportunity for him to work uh, through some of those uh, nervousness that he might have and, and just get through some of the uh, game situations so that he's fully ready to go come week one. So, um, cautiously optimistic by what we've seen certainly you can nitpick and 
Um, there's, there's days that haven't been perfect, but, uh, honestly, Dane, I, I think we've got to be pretty encouraged at this point, uh, by what he's been able to accomplish thus far. So Dane, that kind of segues us. Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we've been seeing a lot of movement at a couple of positions on the offensive line, but, uh, one of the things, first of all, um, that's very different about the offensive line compared to last year is just how healthy this offensive line group is coming into camp. Um, so it appears that by all accounts, just like what we expected, main competition seems to be center and right tackle. And it's not Zach Tom versus Josh Nyman or Zach Tom versus Josh Myers. It, it's, it's really, uh, Josh Myers versus Josh Nyman. Who's the better of the guys to be in that top five on the offensive line? So it, it does appear that uh, John Runyon is, seems to be settled in at right guard, which isn't a, a, a terrible surprise to me. Uh, and then, of course, Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins uh, are, are manning up the left side at, at left tackle and left guard. So, uh, Dane, uh, it's interesting to see what's been happening with those frontline guys. But then also at the center position, how much turnover we've had kind of at the uh, end of the roster, if you will, or what's happening by all accounts behind Josh Myers. Um, so I, I'm just curious if you have any commentary on either of those things, because I, I think it's really fascinating to me, both the competition for that starting role and uh, what the front office and Goody's been doing uh, to try to turn over uh, and uh, bring in some additional competition, perhaps for some of those backup positions as well. I mean, that's really good insight on the, on the, um, the Yash versus Myers. Um, because I think that's a really appropriate way to look at this competition. I, I, I'll tell you what. I think that, um, when we look at the best five on this offensive line, if you're asking me today and you're asking me even last season, um, I would say it's left to right, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Zach Thomas center, uh, John Runyon Jr. at right guard and Yash Nyman at right tackle. Um, that being said, the reality of this season, and I'm just going to be a realist. I think David Bakhtiari, you know, if we get 10 to 12 games out of Bakhtiari, that's going to be awesome. Um, but based on, you know, just the, the injury, I just, it's hard for us to project and it's, it's impossible to project anybody, but it's hard to project a guy who's, you know, has these rest days, has a lower leg injury. That's, you know, a left tackle in this league. If he's not good to go, he's not going to be good to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see Yash Nyman bouncing between right tackle and left tackle throughout this year. I think we're going to see some reshuffling with Zach Tom going from center to right tackle. Um, but you know, if I think game one, week one, I would actually be mildly surprised if Zach Tom isn't starting at center. And maybe that's a surprise to folks after what Josh Myers, um, you know, having been on the team for the last few years and having that starting spot. But the thing with, with, with Josh is, um, he shows these flashes of serious talent. I think that he has a ton uh, of um, ability to play along the offensive line at center or potentially even a guard at the NFL level. Um, the problem we see with him is it's up and down, um, week to week. We have consistency issues with Josh Myers. And this is a Packers offensive line. They're like anybody. You're only as good as the guys next to you. And sometimes it seems like, um, we see missed blocks. We see that things aren't gelling. We've also seen Josh Myers has had a number of uh, fumbled snaps, uh, already in training camp. And it's not just with Jordan Love, but we've seen it with Sean Clifford, the backup quarterback as well. Uh, a, a number of spots here. So that's a little bit of an alarming, 
uh, scenario as well. So all of that is to say that, you know, we're going to see this shake out an awful lot over the next few preseason games. I think this is truly an open competition right now. Um, but Dollars to donuts. I think Yash Nyman is a starting right tackle or left tackle in the National Football League. We're going to see him play a bunch of that. Um, and, and then Wags, you mentioned real quick, some of the churning. I love, uh, about this front office. One of the things I love is that they, they do churn the kind of the back end of the roster. It creates competition. It, it creates an environment where you, you, you can't really rest on your laurels. We've seen a number of guys that have been on the roster the last few years and they're no longer on the roster after just a couple of days of training camp. And that's, that's not a knock on the individual. Um, these are guys that we've come to really like on the team. But um, if they think that they can get better, the Packers are always looking to get better. And it was exciting, even at center, um, with Jake Hansen getting injured, um, for the Packers to go out and get Cole Schneider back in uh, a, a, into training camp. A guy that was with us last year, we thought was really good, got injured. I went to the USFL, had an awesome season at the USFL. Now he's back in Green Bay Wags competing for a spot on this roster, either the 53 or potentially the practice squad. So this is an offensive line that I think we know who our top six or seven guys are. But after that, there's going to be a little bit of turning. And then with this extended uh, practice squad roster, there's a ton of uh, competition going on. And don't look now, Wags, but also Sean Ryan, who was our third round pick last year, kind of had a lost season. Um, had really, really good day today in camp in full pads. Uh, set his one-on-ones, he's eight and O going against defensive linemen and his one and ones so far in camp. He's having a really, really strong camp. So a guy that I think has been written off by a lot of folks out there is also competing. So there's a lot to be excited about. And I would say that this backers offensive line is probably the deepest part of the entire team. There's a lot of different mixes and matches to have a really, really strong five, but left to right, give me Bach, give me Alan Jenkins, you know, give me Zach Tom, give me John Running Jr. and give me Yash Nyman. And I, I'll put that offensive line up against anybody in the league. Yeah. I think going back to you, your, uh, feeling on Yash versus, um, Josh, Josh Myers is, um, I mean, honestly, Yash has been more durable uh, over the course of his career. And not that pro football focus offensive line ratings are to be all end all, but Yash has consistently rated quite a bit higher. Now, last year wasn't as good for Yash as it was two years ago, but I think the coaching staff did Yash a little bit of disservice in not giving him more reps at right tackle all the way through the offseason program and preseason. Um, they just kept him at left tackle. Uh, I, I get that Bakhtiari's status was a little bit, uh, of an unknown going into heck most of the way halfway through last season, but it, it was a difficult situation. He kind of had to move over to the right side on the fly and was battling a couple of nagging, nagging injuries himself towards the end of the season. Um, so. I, honestly, I think with a healthy Yash Nyman that's getting more reps and a longer look at right tackle, um, the way that he rated out, um, both in the run game and in the pass pro two seasons ago on the left side tells me <laughs> that he's got a lot of upside potential. Um, and frankly, he outperformed Josh Myers anyway last season. Um, so under the circumstances, I can certainly understand why the coaching staff is giving a long, hard look at both of these guys and ensuring that Zach Tom is getting a lot of reps at both of those positions as well. Uh, because I said it before camp broke, 
Zach Tom is one of the top five guys. He's already a starter. Um, I know he's rotating around, but he's starting. Uh, I, 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 you can pretty much lock it down short of a disastrous preseason performance the rest of the way from Zach Tom. He's going to be one of the five. It's just a matter of whether one of those other guys is able to lock it down. And I think we'll have a pretty good idea over the next couple of weeks. So, um, Dane, before we get into our last training camp observation, I think we should take a really quick break. Um, we talked about our giveaways at the top of the show. So we've got a really cool giveaway this week. And this one is from both us and really our sponsor, Leap Spirits. So uh, for those of you that are watching on the YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook Live, you can see the Leap Spirits memorabilia in my backdrop. Uh, so our good friends at Leap Spirits have been kind enough to pledge a bunch of those pint glasses. So if you can see over my right shoulder, we've got a Leap Spirits pint glass, and we're giving away four of those this week. So I'm really excited. So follow us on our uh, uh, social media uh, networks. We're going to put a post out there. And what you can do to enter in to win those Leap Spirit pint glasses for free in this week's giveaway is just go ahead and make sure you're following us and uh, like that post. And then if you add anyone in the post that gets you extra drawings and an, uh, a, a, an extra opportunity to win, the more people you add, including players as bonus points, uh, more entries you get. So you add a player, you get two bonus entries. You add a friend, you add a friend. Uh, that's a one-time bonus entry. So you can add as many people as you want. The more people you add, the more bonus entries you get into the drawing for a chance to win Leap Spirits pint classes. So, Dane, what's a good drink that you think you would like to make and uh, fill up that Leap Spirit pint glass? Uh, you know I'm a Bloody Mary guy, Wags. little Sunday morning, sitting down, you know, cracking, a, a, open some Leap Vodka, Pouring that in there with your favorite Bloody Mary mix, relaxing a little bit. Fall leaves coming down. Packers about to come on the on the TV. I mean, is there anything better than that? That's where I'm at, and I want to. I will be using these Leap Spirit uh, pine glasses all year long with our Leap uh, Spirits vodka and our Bloody Mary. And and folks, uh, just so you know, Leap Spirits. Um, you know, there is a connection here. It's Leroy Butler, Packer Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler. Uh, is a uh, investor and uh, owner of Leap Spirits Vodka. And we're just so honored uh, to, to have Leap Spirits as a sponsor and we're giving those pint glasses away. It's going to be so much fun this season. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that, let's get back into our final uh, observation here from camp. And uh, Dean, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the kicker situation. Yeah, and um so Packers really made a decision. They went all in, drafted uh, Anders Carlson at kicker, uh, and uh, certainly a connection uh, with uh, the Packers and the special teams. Um, and so young man has a big leg, wasn't terribly accurate in college, so that raised a couple eyebrows, I think, from you and I and some other Packer fans. Um Certainly, they gave some reasons why, but um, so far in camp, he's struggled a little bit. And in the meantime, we've got old Mason Crosby standing on sideline unsigned. So what is your feeling on this? Are the Packers going to be stubborn and stick with the young man and, and, and the guy they drafted and just try to ride this through? Or is it time, do you think, that they need to 
um, suck it up and, and bring in some competition and, and open this thing back up. Maybe not admit you've made a mistake, but let's, uh, bring in, uh, someone else to, to really make this a full fledged competition rather than just handing it to the rookie, uh, when he seems to be struggling a bit here early in camp. Yeah. It's, you know, last thing I want to be, and I think that we are in this pod is the, the knee jerk, you know, like fire the guy ty- types of, 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 uh, you know, commenters on the Packers, but I'll tell you what, um, this is right now, this is where you take a look at guys and, um, what we've seen out of Anders. And I think that, uh, the, the frustrating thing about Anders Carlson, or maybe it's difficult for me to comprehend is that it seems like every time he rolls out there for his first kick, he misses it. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. 40 yards. I mean, I think he missed a 38 yard field goal attempt and then he hit a 52 yarder. Um, it, it's kind of concerning, right? That it's, it's kind of all across the map as well. Um, so I, I have a little bit of concern there. Um, I saw in the chat, John Dorn just mentioned Robbie Gould. I mean, Robbie Gould's a free agent. Of course, our, our boy Mason Crosby's a free agent. Um, Wags, I don't think it's admitting mistake. And, and I, and I, I agree with you, um, to at least bring in competition in training camp. I mean, Pat O'Donnell is getting a run for his money right now with Dan Whelan, uh, a punter from, from Ireland who's just booming and looks the part of an NFL punter. Um, we've got two long snappers uh, in camp right now competing. And Anders Carlson right now is, seems to be the most inconsistent out of all the specialists. And um, he's the only kicker on the roster. It's a little bit concerning. And, and traditionally, I wouldn't be as worried, but... We've seen this Packers team double down on, on situations that maybe should have been remedied earlier. And I think about, um, uh, Amari, um, uh, from a couple of years ago, um, and even into last season returning punts and, um, you know, it just didn't work out. And then lo and behold, you have somebody like Keyshawn Nixon waiting in the wings who just takes, you know, becomes an all pro return person. So I have a little bit of concern about the Green Bay Packers stubborn, stubbornness and willingness to move on, um, from somebody. Um, and, and I agree. And Roxanne and in our Insta live says, uh, there's going to be some growing pains. I totally agree. I just, I, what I think is this is a Packers team, um, that is not going to be able to afford to give up points uh, as the season progresses. And I think that, um, hopefully the plan is Anders goes into the first preseason game. Hopefully, you know, he settles in. He has a really strong preseason game, but if he starts missing field goal attempts in the preseason wags or even on family night on Saturday night and then a preseason game, at least bring in competition and make him earn the, earn the spot because the Packers have had a ton of kickers come in over the last couple of years. They've held them on, on, um, our practice squad. They've let them go. And now Anders is the lone man, but it's really hard for me to swallow if we have a guy who's, you know, 12 for 20 in training camp and Mason Crosby sitting at home because I'm confident Mason Crosby 45 and less is going to hit it. Whereas, you know, if we have a guy who's not hitting him in camp, that's where I get nervous. So I'm not trying to pile on the young man early on. I want him to succeed. I want him to succeed in Green Bay. But at least a little bit of competition with the 90-man roster right now would maybe not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, um, we've got a comment on our Facebook live from Jason. He says, he says the kicker will be fine. He had an injury just, just recently. He'll get back to form. So Jason, we'll see. I think one thing I would say is Packers, I would like them to go and at least get a young kicker to compete with Anders. I can understand if they're not bringing Mason back or signing a Robbie Gold right now. Uh, we've got plenty of time to see what this kid can do. He should have some competition. I think 
The problem is, is if you go get one of those veteran kickers, you're kind of making a commitment that that's going to be the guy. And then now Anders just, you're, you're basically just casting him aside at this point. Um, it would take a little bit of extra financial commitment to make uh, a move like that. So, um, while I certainly agree that some competition would be probably a good thing at this point, I can understand why they don't want to make that level of a commitment and, uh, push in all their chips and kind of, um, make a, a decommitment from Anders, uh, this quickly as well. So, um, some, some move is probably necessary, but, uh, let's give it a few more weeks before we start calling the veteran guys. Uh, you can basically do that anytime. And, and I think there's a few other guys out there beyond just Mason and Robbie Gold as well. Well, you're right. And I mean, even I think about Parker White, right? Who was on, uh, for a, a bunch of, uh, the off season, really strong kicker out of South Carolina, had some really good run. I think about our, uh, Molson, who was on the practice squad for over a year, who's still working out. I mean, the Packers have, kickers that they've worked out um right that that's a thing to your point i don't disagree with you don't have to go the veteran route but just to bring in another leg a young guy who who can you know hit it that's proven that they can hit some field goals would not be the worst thing in the world so i'm with you 100 percent. yeah for sure so dane any other comments or any other uh items from the chat that's come up that you want to hit on before we sign off here for the night I saw on Insta Live somebody asked uh, our, our take on Kayshawn Nixon. Um, broadly speaking, uh, they think he'll return or continue his form. Maybe I do. As a return person, absolutely, it's his job. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do in that nickel role and an ex- expanded role on the defensive side of the ball. Wags. I think that he's somebody that every time he's gotten a chance to play. He's played really well. Uh, they've even snuck him in on the offensive side a little bit, which I think is, is kind of a fun little wrinkle potentially. But um curious your take on Kayshawn, but I, no reason for any concern there. He's an absolutely um, talented guy. Um, he's electric, and he's somebody that's really helped stabilize the return. Yeah, nothing to add. I have no concerns there at all either. I think um, one thing that we'll probably hit on, I'm kind of curious um, how – uh, as we move forward into camp, we've been getting some reports on some of these young wide receivers. And, um, I made a faux pas and, uh, with all respect to Deuce Watts, um, I mentioned him as an honorable mention breakout. And honestly, Dane, I was just had a brain fart because I was talking about Jaden Reed. I, in my mind, I was talking about Jaden Reed the whole time. Um, and then he goes out and had some, some really nice plays in the first couple of days of camp. So I felt a little bit silly. Um, I mean, Deuce Watts, um, I hope he does well. I think he's probably more battling for a practice squad position than a breakout opportunity on the 53 man roster. Um, but we've had some, some solid performance. Um, down at the end of that, uh, wide receiver battle, not to lock some of these guys in completely. Um, but I've been encouraged by some of the performances that we've seen. Um, I'd like to, I haven't heard much from Romeo Dobbs so far in camp. He's been relatively quiet. So, um, I, I'm anxious to see what the next week of camp looks like. If the offense starts to get a little bit more rhythm, I think we'll have some wide receiver discussion to dive into as well. 
Yeah, Malik Heath and and um, and Hicks are two guys that have looked really good. I think when they've had a chance out there, um, some of the younger guys. Um, Wags, um, Jason in our chat. What's up, Shadid? What's up? We're looking at our comments. So good to see all of our our friends here. Um, Jason uh, asked about the tight ends and how they're doing. And uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, I it, it, you know who's having Jane, really good. Let's Go ahead. let's say, let's save that one for next next week as okay. well. I think, um, let's we can get right into wide receivers and tight ends. I I don't want to just eliminate discussion on it, but I think um, that would be a, a good topic for next yeah. week. And then uh, I'm anxious to maybe get into a little bit of discussion on the defensive line and edge groups as well. Uh, Devonte Wyatt, your breakout uh, prediction on the D line is seems to be the breakout guy on the defensive side of the ball so far early in camp. So I'm anxious to talk more about those guys as well. Well, so we'll be back, uh, what, Monday? What do you think, Wags? Monday night? Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back live, same time, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can get it the next day, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Monica, what's up? And our Insta says she's excited for the first post-Rogers season. We're excited for Jordan Love as well. Yes, they're going to be growing pains, but, um, you know what? Um, sometimes the most, uh, the, the best things come from a little bit of, uh, growing pains here and there. And I think Jordan's going to have a really good year. So yeah, we'll be back on Monday, 7.30 PM central time, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, blah, 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 everywhere. Uh, Wags, anything else that we're missing before we sign off? Nope. Be legendary and go pack. Go, go pack. Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.